Hey listeners, today it's going to be a slightly different because I don't have a podcast to clip. I have an audiobook to share. I recently started the audiobook version of Brent Schlender's Becoming Steve Jobs, and this passage on Apple's name made me stop in my tracks. There are different tales about the origin of the name, but it was a brilliant decision. Years later, Lee Clow, Steve's longtime collaborator on Apple's distinctive brand of advertising, told me, I honestly believe that his intuition was that they were going to change people's lives by giving them technology that they didn't know they needed, and that would be different from anything that they knew, so they needed something friendly and approachable and likable. He took a page out of Sony's book, because Sony was originally called Tokyo Telecommunications Engineering Corporation, and co-founder Akio Morita said that they needed something much more approachable. Indeed, adopting the name Apple foreshadows the expansiveness and originality Steve would bring to the creation of these new machines. It's suggestive of so much, the Garden of Eden and the humanity, both good and bad, resulting from Eve's bite of the fruit from the tree of knowledge, Johnny Appleseed, the great sower of plenitude from American myth, the Beatles and their own record label, a connection that would lead to litigation years later, Isaac Newton, the plummeting apple and the spark of an idea, American as apple pie, the legend of William Tell, who saved his own life and that of his son by using his crossbow to pierce an apple perched on the son's head, wholesomeness, fecundity, and of course, the natural world. Apple is not a word for geeks, unlike ASUS, Compaq, Control Data, Data General, DEC, IBM, Sperry Rand, Texas Instruments, or Wipro, to mention some less felicitously named computer companies. It hints at a company that would bring as it eventually did, humanism and creativity to the science and engineering of computers. As Klaus suggests, selling on Apple was a great intuitive decision. Steve was innately comfortable trusting his gut, and it's characteristic of the best entrepreneurs, a necessity for anyone who wants to make a living developing things no one has ever quite imagined before." End quote. This is Sean again. I don't know how many times I've looked at names like Asus, IBM, Wipro, and Texas Instruments and never reflected on how they are clearly less friendly than Apple. It's obvious in retrospect, the best kind of obvious. Long-time readers will know that I have opinions on how to name things, mostly in code. It's easy to have strong opinions about stuff only developers see since user validation is just asking people like yourself. It's much harder to name something consumer-facing. Here are some useful rules I gleaned from Apple. Two syllables max. Familiar English word. Literal five-year-olds can spell and pronounce it right. Starts with A. Useful for alphabetical sort. Amazon did this too. The name leads to easy logo or swag or branding ideas. It evokes aspirational qualities like knowledge, health, or nature. I've vacillated somewhat on whether or not to use an English word for a name. My current company, Temporal, is an English word, and by sheer misfortune, it exactly coincided with the Temporal JavaScript proposal. Given that we aim to release a JavaScript SDK soon, this is regrettable potential confusion in every customer conversation. Whereas if you just make up a word like Netlify or serverless, you not only ensure that you never clash with anyone, you also shoot right to the top in SEO results. And then again, people can just append Apple Computer or Apple Macintosh, and do fine. Whatever you do, the worst outcome of naming something an English word is if it leads people to assume it does something different than you intend. It can help to do a sanity check by asking people to guess what your thing does without context.